At Alina Health, we care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Scientists have known for quite some time that bacteria that occur in our gut affect a person's health, from digestion to allergies. More recently, studies are finding that the microbes that colonize the gut also have an effect on the brain and can play a role in conditions such as autism, depression, and anxiety. Here to explain more is my guest, Dr. Jesse Corey. He's a neurologist at Alina Health's United Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Corey. So first, let's explain a little bit about the gut microbiomes and what what are those? What do they typically do? Okay. So the gut microbiomes is this fascinating thing that we've been learning more and more about over about the last decade or so. When I was in school, you know, there was we were told that the gut bacteria help make vitamin D and you know maybe some digestion. That was really about it. But as we you know learn more and more about this this fascinating you know basically force in our in our body, we, we now know there's about um, like a hundred trillion bacteria in the gut. That's more than our body. And there's about a hundred different species. And these bacteria actually have a larger uh, genome, you know, as much as 150 times as large as our own personal genome. So we're learning more and more that there's this symbiotic relationship between bacteria in our gut and our body. And that the gut bacteria, depending upon if our body's stressed or depending upon what our diet is, can affect how we're thinking, um, how we're, you know, how healthy we are, how well we're absorbing vitamins, things of that nature. So how are these bacteria? In, in People think of their gut and their colon as way down there, and your brain is way up here, but these bacteria also sort of have their own brains. They kind of think a little bit for themselves and do what they're supposed to do. So how are these things all connected? Okay. So, you know, you, you first kind of have, I think of it kind of as a, a top-down and a bottom-up approach. So starting in the gut, you have a number of different types of bacteria. And depending upon the type of bacteria you're having, um, it can affect the how you digest certain foods. And so we know that a lot of bacteria will help make the precursors for various types of neurotransmitters. So if you've got one particular pattern of bacteria, let's say, you'll be better at making the parts you need to make that serotonin, that, uh, that feel-good chemical we all have. Or if you have a certain you know, pattern of bacteria, you're going to have a better ability to make what's called a brain-derived neurotrophic factor. This is basically a compound that helps your brain's neurons form what we call synapses. They're basically how they connect to other neurons. And so this is kind of at that, you know, bottom-up approach where they're going to be very good at making the precursors for various compounds. It's also going to be really good at helping us how we sense that we're full. So if you've got a certain bacterial pattern, it's going to tell your brain, hey, I'm full, don't eat anymore. So then, obviously, if you're not eating as much, you're not going to have to worry about things like, you know, diabetes and hyperlipidemia and that sort of stuff. There's also kind of this, this bottom-down approach. So if the body's stressed, right, it will go ahead and send, you know, signals to the gut and say, hey, I'm nervous, and this will affect the bacteria in the gut. Certain bacteria um, work better or are you know, more likely to make other bacteria if the body's healthy and low stress. If the body's too stressed, then bad bacteria tend to overpopulate. You know, on top of that, then, this, the gut also has this, um, it's like the first line of defense for inflammation. So if the gut bacteria is healthy, it's going to better identify various viruses and bacteria that may, you know, injure us through all sorts of inflammatory processes, infections, that sort of stuff. So it's this kind of back and forth between the 
the brain making sure the gut is kind of in a happy state and the gut making the things to keep the brain in a happy state. So are there specific diets, as we're hearing about this connection, what what can people do that can promote that healthy gut bacteria or that microbiome? Yeah, great question. And, you know, there's been more and more work with certain types of diets, the, the, the biggest one probably being the Mediterranean diet. And we all hear about this, you know, people making sure that they have, you know, plenty of fruits and vegetables, um, the good kind of fats, the polyunsaturated fats we see in things like olive oil. There's also increasing... Um, information on what's called the Nordic diet or the diet of folks in, you know, Scandinavia, which is essentially, again, another um, diet that's based heavily on more canola oil, um, also lots of rice and, you know, good fibrous uh, vegetables and whatnot. What these diets seem to have in common is kind of twofold. First, there's, you know, they have just the right amount of dairy and fermented type foods. These then provide the nutrition, the gut microbiome needs these um, things like, uh, leeks and garlic. The gut microbiome loves this type of fiber, but it also provides the gut microbiome with the right bacteria. Um, things like yogurt or kefir, kind of like a, like a, kind of like a natural smoothie. These provide the gut with the proper bacteria we need to, you know, help us improve digestion, improve the compounds our gut makes. So that's what seems to be common in these two diets. There are also a high amount of what we call the polyunsaturated fats or the fats we find from fish, from certain nuts, that help lower our overall inflammation in our body and also help improve our cholesterol profile. Wow, there's so many things that are going on, and, and people don't even realize it. Now, stress plays another important role because, because we hear about cortisol and we hear about these gut-healthy bacteria that can help our immune system and thereby keeping our stressors from breaking down our immune system. And the brain then also takes in those stressors, and, and, and sometimes we focus on these things, kind of speak about stress and what that could do to the whole system that should be working efficiently, but sometimes that can put the, the brakes on a little. Yeah, absolutely. So as our body becomes stressed, those things like cortisol, the, you know, kind of these bad hormones are kind of, kind of take over. And, you know, think of it as, the twofold thing. First of all, what do we do when we're stressed? We eat bad food, right? So we're hitting the, tea, the pizza, we're hitting the chips and the burgers and stuff. And so you're, first, you're not getting the, the proper nutrients into the gut. So you're, you know, you're not eating the good quality fats. So you're getting you know, the kind of fats that are, you know, put you at risk for atherosclerosis, that sort of stuff. You're eating foods that you know, aren't necessarily full of the most natural things. You're eating lots of things that you can't pronounce on those labels. And so the body doesn't know how to, to digest these things, and so what you end up doing is you end up promoting um, the gut to have the bad types of you know, bacteria, the bacteria that does, don't necessarily make you know, good vitamins, that don't necessarily tell your brain, hey, I'm full. They don't necessarily break down the food into the precursor for things like serotonin and whatnot. So that's the first part. The next part is that when the body's stressed and you know, the, our insulin isn't quite ready or isn't quite being produced as well, um, the, the overall fact the, the overall milieu, kind of a, the environment in the gut isn't really good. So you're not going to necessarily have a happy environment for those for those bacteria to reproduce as well as they should. They're not going to send the signals to the brain like they should. And they may when they make the precursors for things like serotonin, they're producing less of those type of compounds. So it's kind of a two way street. 
Okay, so we want to try and keep that good, healthy bacteria. We want to make sure to eat these diets that you've been discussing, get those good probiotics, prebiotics, the Nordic diet, the Mediterranean diet, make sure we're getting, you know, our DHAs and our omega-3s and all of these things that are so healthy. Do you do you see, Dr. Corey, that there's a time when bacteria can be used to treat some psychiatric disorders in the same way that doctors have used Prozac or Valium? And because new gut understandings as this is coming on equals new treatment opportunities, I would suspect. Absolutely. And this is one, I think, the most fascinating fields of this emerging data with gut microbiome. There's been a couple studies now that have looked at things, the effects of pre and probiotics on depression, right? And the, the thought is, okay, if we're less inflammation, less stress, maybe we make more serotonin. And in some, you know, very early, you know, small trials, you know, a couple dozen patients, they're finding that, in fact, after about three to eight weeks of, you know, a diet that's more in, uh, along the lines of that Nordic and Mediterranean diet where there's more good quality dairy, good quality fermented foods, that people actually report improved mood and less anxiety. And that similar things have been found with things like bipolar disorder where they do, you know, certain dietary interventions. And again, after three to eight weeks, we see there's a shift in the pattern of the gut flora more along the lines of what we see with healthy people, and we see, you know, people are reporting to have less symptoms, uh, similar things, ADHD, uh, some types of schizophrenia. We're all seeing that if you improve the quality of the gut microbiome, people are reporting they're doing better. Now, this needs to be reproduced in, you know, large multicenter trials where it's more real-world environment, not so micromanaged, but I, I, I do believe that as, you know, time goes on, we're going to start seeing that you're not only when you go to your psychiatrist, you're not only going to have a discussion about what medication you need to be on, but also what diet you should be on at the same time. That's absolutely really fascinating information. And as these treatment opportunities start to arise, we will talk more about them, Dr. Corey, because it's really so interesting how the brain, and you're a neurologist, is now affecting the gut and vice versa. And so it's something that really people can take and take this information that you've given us today and use it tonight by taking those probiotics, by getting that healthy flora in good, strong way. So thank you so much for being with us today. Great to be here. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.